0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
2: Busted Open Nation, John Alba here with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and this is the Saturday edition of the Busted Open Podcast on today's show. We'll discuss some of the big moments from Friday night SmackDown. Jay Uso breaking his silence on his attack on Sammy's Anna Monday Night Raw, but who came to the aid of Sammy? Well, you know who it was. Cody Rhodes. What does Cody's growing involvement with the bloodline mean for his WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns? Plus, WWE announced the first inductee into the 2023 Hall of Fame class. We'll break it all down right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Uh, Tommy, we, as I said, we've been waiting for weeks to hear from Jay Uso in this next development of the Bloodline story. I know you're a big fan of the Bloodline story and how it's been evolving week over week here. And last night, and even dating back to Monday too, on Monday Night Raw, we saw a pretty significant development in the character arc of Jay Uso. Where last night uh, he explains that the reason that he stuck with Jimmy Uso mm. was because that's his brother. That's his blood. And Sami Zayn is not, what did you make of what Jay had to say for his motives here?
3: Um, oof. I loved his promo. Uh, there was many, many things, uh, great about it. I wish he would have given a throwback to his dad with it was me. Um, when, uh, Rikishi was the one who, uh, was the bad guy. Uh, Also, shout out to my twins who uh, turned 19. So everybody, if you saw my first of many final WWE matches, my daughters are now 19, so now you feel old. Um, (laughs) Happy birthday to them. And I couldn't be prouder of the women that they've become, and I love them so much. Um, His promo was different. His promo was real. The way he was walking around, the way he was talking, he had conflict. And, you know, most of wrestling promos are I'm the bad guy because of this, or I'm the good guy because of this, but he he was a conflicted person. And my favorite part, well, it was kind of two parts. I watched raw right before I watched SmackDown. I was, I've just been delayed and I haven't watched, I haven't watched raw. So I went from seeing his return and what an amazing return on monday and like i mean they hooked the people and you saw the rise of emotions with the fans and that storytelling was just amazing from when him he's coming down and you know through the people and then you know the victory and then you know walking past his brother and then hugging him and then just that that celebration the fans like oh my god and then the way they took it away it was beautiful i mean it was It was great. I haven't seen something done that great in a long, long time. And then the follow up, of course, on SmackDown, where first off the limo and, you know, the the conflicting look that I have given to Paul Heyman many, many times Um, (laughs) and that what I'm going to do, I'm going to say in the ring. And then the the promo by Paul Heyman, which is absolutely great. Paul is amazing at that. He's an amazing storyteller and he's an amazing person to piece together from how I'm going to get from A to B to C to D. And I mean Paul has been the voice within the bloodline and he does a lot of subtle things. Um and then the promo when he just like I said the way he walked the way he, if you have conflict and if you have conflict in your family it's frustrating it is you don't know what to do and all these different things but it's like at the end of the day you have to do something for your family for your twin there is a bond between uh brothers and sisters there's a bigger bond between twins and everybody knows that if you're having a fight with your sibling or you know a parent it weighs on you a lot heavier than it does a friend. And then he also, which I love because that's what you're supposed to do. He put it on the fans and that part was masterful. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And even, you know, on this show, we have Brian, uh, come on and he was just like, they just came on the show when they debuted because it was something. And the one note Vin said, Make sure they don't talk. And now they're carrying segments like this and have been for a long, long time. I've said this before, when they had their split, you saw the money in both those guys, um, especially Jimmy and man, he was, he was a money player last night.
2: So I agree with like 95% of what you said. The only issue I had with this promo and Maybe I'm asking for it to be somewhat a little overt, perhaps. They reminded you with the video package they showed leading into the show that if Jey Uso did not show himself on Raw this past week, that Roman Reigns was going to take it out on Jimmy. And as a result, we saw Jey Uso show up on Raw and we got the turn. And in his promo on SmackDown, he's mentioning that he came back for Jimmy, but then he turns that into, well, Sammy Zayn, you're not blood. Jimmy's my blood. I would have loved if we got some sort of a subtle illusion that the true reasoning he did it, because I do think this is the true reasoning. I think it's something that will unfold over time that the true reason he did it, was because Roman's holding that over his head that he'll hurt his brother. Because if you remember, Tom, that was the impetus for Jay Uso having his struggle with Roman Reigns at the beginning of yes. all of this bloodline stuff back in the fall of 2020, where they had the Hell in a Cell match and Roman Reigns was about to destroy Jimmy, but Jay got on his knees and, and kissed yep. Roman's feet because he needed to save Jimmy. So I would have loved if we got some sort of subtle... Hey, the only reason I actually did this is because Roman was threatening to hurt my brother. But I didn't feel we got that in this segment. Nonetheless, incredibly convincing, uh, as you said. What do you think about that?
3: Uh, two parts. If you go back to Paul Heyman's promo talking to Jimmy, um, it, like if he doesn't get Jay yeah, under control, when Paul, Paul was just like, you know, and then Roman's going to take it out on you. And how he points to him, he points it to him like he was holding a gun. Because the gun, the proverbial, the gun is to your head. Sure. Um, that's your implied stuff. Um, the also part he is related to Roman. Um, I don't think the bloodline going into WrestleMania can have, you know, 21 days away can have these cracks Mm -hmm. in their foundation. They have to show that they are somewhat united because then you're going to have conflict within your storylines. There's already Like, cause now we have to be, we'll we're full blown Cody Roman. And then we're also the conflicts where I say, who's going to be facing, you know, the Usos for the tag titles. If you think about WrestleMania, it would have been a perfect spot with Kevin Owens. Kevin's like, Hey man, kind of just leave me alone. It's also a perfect spot for Sammy and Cody to tag against them. Cody has a bigger match unless you're going to do and if Cody's going to be like having a holy Cody moment, fight for the tag titles the first night and fight for the world title the second night.
2: The Cody the Cody versus real in that regard.
3: Yeah. Because he does fit in. Uh, I understand what you're saying. For me, I uh, I had no problem with yeah. it basically because you don't want to keep splitting hairs or causing this dissension with this group because it's a bigger story with the group as opposed to the guy going into your biggest show yeah Um, yeah
2: I I hear that I hear that I I guess my my thing Tommy was just that like if we're going to lead to Wrestlemania as this big enormous moment in this bloodline storyline which I think you and I can both agree that There's going to be some sort of major turn in the bloodline story at WrestleMania, where either both entities lose in the Usos and Roman Reigns, or some sort of dissension really makes itself prevalent and obvious to the audience. I guess what I was just suggesting was maybe teasing at that a little bit going into WrestleMania can give you the why this all falls apart at WrestleMania. Does that make any sense?
3: Uh <clears throat> yeah, pending where you want to go with WrestleMania. I mean, I also think there's going to be there's two ways you could play it. The bloodline is stronger than ever. And then it's who is going to ever end the bloodline unless you turn them babyfaces, And then you have, in my opinion, uh, Gunther and Imperium mm. are the ones who can get some money. But then it's a complete babyface turn. Um Cody is the perfect person to make them lose everything. And if they're going to go away, Paul keeps talking about the 1000 days, which that could be a celebration. I don't know what day that falls upon, but if it by chance falls on a Monday night, think of that, or on a Friday night. Another great part of this, both shows, no Roman. And they're telling these stories without the guy there. Yeah, and that's how, like, what key cogs everybody is into this, even Solo, when Solo has done nothing. My personal opinion, you keep on riding this bloodline, and it's Solo who goes solo and does the turn, and he's the one to take it out. But I don't think, I think they're far away from all of that. If your child is struggling in school, then IXL is right for your family. IXL is an online learning program for kids that covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. It's no wonder it's used in 95% of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Plus, a month of IXL costs less than an hour of tutoring. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash 20. Visit IXL.com slash 20 to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price
4: Or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers.
2: Uh, Tommy, we just spent the last segment talking about what we saw from Jay Uso, but he was not the lone character in this Bloodline segment on Friday Night SmackDown. Of course, Sami Zayn getting involved, attacking the Usos, and then Cody Rhodes ultimately making the save here. They have a really delicate job that they have to do, where they have to walk this line where Cody is put on your television in a way where the fans are really anticipating him or anticipating him, but he also can't overshadow what Sami Zayn has going on with the Usos. And I've been really fascinated in seeing how they walk that line. What do you think of Cody's involvement in the past two prominent shows, Raw and SmackDown?
3: They're doing Cody right. And that this is where we talk about the machine. And when the machine gets behind you, they do everything correct and you we know, like when you're in the throes of a push. Um and it's also deservingly so. You know, the the John Cena promo and then John Cena just introducing Cody Rhodes to that boss. It's it's the home crowd uh guy. It's John Cena endorsing. They do have a friendship that and it's almost like the proverbial passing of a torch. Um And then later to come out there for the guaranteed here comes the baby face pop on raw. Here's what I loved about Cody. Uh, They're talking about him, talking about him, Uh, his music. You and I were talking during break. People are singing along with that music. It's catching and um, they're enjoying it. I love when Cody's like, when he says, so what do you guys want to talk about? Um, I think that is an amazing catchphrase that he needs to use. It's established, but it's not over. And when you're talking about when you're a top guy, when you're talking about, you know, getting to that next level, and I'm not talking about top guy level. I'm talking about face of the company level. I'm talking about, you know, Steve Austin, The Rock, um, John Cena, Roman Reigns. You know, uh, Roman Reigns has the acknowledge me, boom. Uh, with, with Cody, when he walked out there, man, it was great. My number one was I would have hit my line there. So what are you guys talking about? And then ha, ha, ha. Well, it, it's what everybody complains about with the internet. Everyone wants to talk crap about me about you on social media. But he was like, hey, if you're going to talk about me, say it to my face, which is, and the people loved it. And that little back and forth and these little digs that we're like, Hmm, there's some truth to both sides. And then at the end of the day, we have a fight and the better part of it. Here comes my other most beloved person. Because what another thing that they're doing is they're establishing Sammy as a top guy. And these are all things because you have to hear the, the these reactions. You know, Um <clears throat> I'm sure you, you've discussed it when you're talking about Matt, uh or even with Eric Bischoff. When you're hearing these reactions of these people, and I'm talking about the Goldbergs, I'm talking about Jeff Hardy's, Rob Van Dam's. Like we lived it, where the people are like, and then like even when you don't want the these people to be like the face of the company or something, it's like. How do I not listen to my audience? It's undeniable. And you have that with both Cody and Sammy and putting them together. I mean, and, and honestly, like just hearing myself say it out loud, if you, if you don't think the ultimate F you to the bloodline would be Sammy and Cody winning the tag titles the first night and, you know, Roman and, uh, Cody, beating Roman the next night and having like all the gold because that's what the bloodline has done. And if you threw Kevin Owens in that mix after either heel or babyface and just flip it, man, you're just, it's all these different routes. And as somebody who writes television, it's giving you options. And as fans, it's like, where are they going with this? But who cares? Just, you know, let me sit back and enjoy it.
2: There's a couple of things I want to dig into that you just said uh, as far as the catchphrase. So what do you guys want to talk about? The reason I think that you're onto something there, too, is that something like that invites the fans to be part of the moment with the character. And I think pro wrestling is at its best when the audience forms that connection where they feel like they are part of the art. And with a guy like Cody, and I mean, you're such a Dusty Rhodes guy, you know, when they feel like they're a, they're a man of the people right? That authentic connection that is formed when that audience feels invited to be part of what is happening and playing out in front of their television screens, I think that's where the magic is. And that's why Cody is finding himself in a place where he's going to be very successful in this role as a top guy, if not face of the company for WWE. But on, on the point of the characters, this is a great point you made, there was a really good opportunity to elevate Sami Zayn to be that top guy. They chose not to do it at Elimination Chamber. They stuck with their plan of Cody Rhodes. In so many years past, say they had done that with Daniel Bryan when he was hot in 2013, 2014. And they just were steadfast and Batista was going to be the guy. Well, the fans would have rejected that and Daniel Bryan would have ended up in a WrestleMania match against uh, Curtis Axel. And that's nothing against Curtis Axel, but he wouldn't nice have champ. been in a prominent match, right? Now because of the strength of the characters in this bloodline story, the Usos included and Kevin Owens specifically, Sami Zayn doesn't have to be in that championship match, but he still feels like he's such an important featured main event caliber performer in this story. And eventually at WrestleMania because of the strength of the performers and the character development that has taken place in this bloodline story.
3: Yes. um, Here's the other part to that too the fans. This Mm -hmm. is why wrestling is so, so real. Um, the fans are willingness to happen and the fans continuously to support their baby faces and having this undying loyalty to these people are helping like, and it's the purchasing of the t-shirts and you look around there's signs, like Man, I I love when I see because I always say, man, history repeats itself, especially in professional wrestling, a lot of times for the bad, which I hate, but also a lot of times for the good and the fact that we are seeing more. And and then, of course, that happens because of competition when you have signs there and you have, you know, people able to like go back and watch opens of Monday Night Raw where it was just a sea of signs. And but it was like, hey, my sign's going to be on TV. It's that acknowledgement. John Cena acknowledging a sign that girl was like, Oh my, it's because guess what? That wrestler did see me. And I listen, I would see signs all the time for myself. Those were the people that I would take my shirt off and give them to because you took, cause I was a kid who wrote a sign for somebody. Um, and when you're talking about character development, you're talking about, it's not, and this is why WWE has been doing a great and has me so intrigued every single, I, I can't even say every Monday and Thursday, it's every day. And they're also doing a great job carrying Monday, promoting Tuesday shows. And then we have Thursday shows or even Paul saying, you know, Hey, if you don't get it done by the end of the week, you're going to get beat up in the very, very smug, Paul Heyman S yeah. way. Um, keeping Sammy elevated to that spot. Um, one of my uh, I've always talked about, like, if you think of like, you know, The Rock, Kurt Angle, Steve Austin in a three way, like these things have happened and you have all these top, top acts going at it that all have a, a reasonable grudge for what they want. That is just going to the bank and just cashing that all in. Um, you have like. You have such love for Sami Zayn. Cody has won it. You have, you, we, we can never, and they should keep showing that amazing performance that Cody had with his torn pec because yeah. not only did it do it for him, but he did it for the people. He could have just walked away and said, I'm not going to have this match. Find a, find a substitute. I've seen that. The Punjabi prison match didn't have the great <laughs> Kali in it. You it's know? Pretty- and so it, it's, he went out there, did it, and he's grinding. He's out, he's, you know, on all the live events, he's doing all these things to show that I want to be that guy. And it, it's just working, it's firing, and to not get rid of, or be like, oh, we're just going to make you, um, this, you know, you're going to be Robin, you're not going to be Batman. But no, they're keeping, it's now Batman is tagging with Superman. And there's yeah. other, like if Kevin Owens joined this, it would be phenomenal where Kevin needs to put his own differences aside and the people want it to happen. And that's a big thing for Kevin. If Kevin responds, now you're going to have a big Kevin Owens moment. And it's like, wow, this could be a, fu- this could be a force. And if Kevin doesn't want to do it and Cody, like if it's Cody and, and why not, why couldn't he wrestle both nights? I don't think WWE would ever go that route, but lately WWE is doing things that you can't predict, which is like, I lived it. I watched it yesterday with, with the turn on the Usos when he hugged. And I was like, man, this is great. The bloodlines over. Oh my God. Huh? They got me. Yeah. And I've been watching this since I'm 10 and I'm 52, 42 years of being invested in a product following this team called WWE uh, and oh, okay, you got me. Thank you. I love you.
2: And I want to bring up this real quick point before we go to break. There's something very poetic. Should Kevin Owens end up teaming with Sami Zayn at WrestleMania and defeating the Usos where this whole story has been about blood and blood brothers. I mean, that's the whole impetus for Jay Uso's promo, right? Yep. Well, if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win those championships by defeating the Usos, their brothers bonded not by blood, but by their shared experience. And it shows that there is merit to that. That that is a true brotherhood that can exist. You don't need to be related by blood. It can be by the journey that's been traveled. And I think that is the magic right there in what can happen at WrestleMania.
4: Hey, everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers.
2: Rey Mysterio, the newest inductee, the first inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2023 as announced on Friday Night SmackDown. I think a pretty surprising one, Tommy, that not everyone was expecting right out of the gate. Still an active performer, and going to be seemingly in a featured match at WrestleMania here with Dominic. Uh, what was your initial reaction to the announcement
3: last night? Very, very happy and very, very well deserved for uh, Ray. Um, personally, I love Ray. Me and Ray are friends. I haven't spoken to him in a little bit. I uh, wish I had bumped into him when we were doing stuff at the Royal Rumble, but I did walk uh, and we interviewed uh, Dominic. Um, I, I can't sing enough praise for Ray Mysterio. And I tell this for every smaller wrestler um it, it, it was in my lifetime it was in my career lifetime every smaller wrestler owes paul Heyman a thank you because paul Heyman invested in small wrestlers and you know the first really was mikey whipreck and then when ecw wanted something different Paul's relationship with Conan. Conan comes and he's like, man, and Conan has always been in Rey Mysterio's corner. He's like, I got this guy. He's blowing up in Mexico and it was Rey Mysterio and Rey Mysterio came to ECW again. Every person luchadors. Yes, it was involved before, but Paul brought it to national prominence and they all, Paul, oh, Paul, a handshake. Cause he brought this thing called Lucha Libre to the forefront here in the States and promoted them. And Ray was like, no athlete I ever saw. And I remember seeing him and being like, how is this guy doing things? And I watch there's guys out there that I watch all the time. And I'm like, how do they do it? Especially sometimes in AEW, you know, um, Ray Mysterio. And, and I say this to every wrestler, if you're small, Why do we ever cheer for Rey Mysterio? Rey Mysterio has won it all. Rey Mysterio is now going to be a Hall of Famer. But why do we cheer for Rey Mysterio? Because it's everything that Rey Mysterio does in his match that makes him. And I'm not talking about the dives. I'm not talking. It's the little things that he does. The selling. It still makes him the underdog. Um, Ray coming in and working with psychosis and working with Juventud Guerrero and having these insane matches. I I, I will never forget. There was a car parked outside the ECW arena. The match goes out. Ray does a Rana off the car. They also dent this man's car and the person who's he comes out because I spoke to him later and he was having people and he asked if Ray could sign his car. (laughs) <laughs> so instead of I'm taking this to the body shop, or instead of I'm going to sue that's awesome. you, that's awesome. Can you do this? And it lived, you know, Paul showed it all the time. Ray then going to WCW and where getting over with this talent. Then, in one of the worst decisions your Mr. Bischoff ever had, was taking off the mask. And uh, I haven't forgotten, I put that up there with the Brock Lesnar beating, ending the Undertaker streak. So uh, both Bischoff and Vince are on my list for really bad decisions in pro wrestling. Um, And then Ray coming back. And I was there for Ray coming back. And Ray has been very, very much Ray. And, you know, when Ray had his first run in WWE, it was awesome. That was an amazing moment. Uh, Him winning the Rumble, him winning the title doing it for his friend it, it's it's awesome him letting yeah. getting let go him tearing it up on the indies i mean a lot of people forget ray was part of that first 10,000 uh seat what all in or whatever where the first one was yeah. outside of wawa at the ball in yeah mm-hmm. yep and ray is a i can <clears throat> i could do a whole show talking about ray yep. ray there's no one like him um there's people who can do stuff And, like, you know, there's that uh, Commander I recently just saw. Yeah. An amazing move. Uh, Kingo does amazing stuff. Don't know if they're going to be Rey Mysterio because of how great Rey Mysterio is. Dragon Lee, man, I just watched him versus Will Ospreay, and I was like, Dragon Lee could be the next Rey Mysterio. That's how big Rey Mysterio is. We're always going to try to find the next one. And I don't know if that person ever exists because of how great Ray has been in the ring.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm pretty sure it was an interview that Ray did at the beginning of this year where he said uh, Iho del Vikingo uh, is just the most exceptional lucha style wrestler that he's ever seen. So one hell of an endorsement there. And and I agree entirely for the record. He's unbelievable. And there's so much Ray influence uh, in him. 877-344-4893, 877-344-4893, guys in the next segment we're going to take your calls because I'd love to hear all about Ray Mysterio and your guys memories of Ray Mysterio and why you think or maybe you don't think that he should be a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer here. Tommy, do you think Ray could be the headliner for Los Angeles? Obviously it's it's SoCal, that's his stomping grounds, now he's more San Diego guy, but it seems to me that Ray could be a potential headliner for this class.
3: I feel Ray is the headliner. Um we're also 21 days out um i think ray is a great a great pick a lot of people here's why i love pro wrestling the guy gets inducted into the hall of fame and everyone's like yay and then like oh my god ray mysterio is going to be retiring at wrestlemania and i was like wait what and they're like no that's what happened with rick flair rick flair got inducted and then rick flair and i was just like can he have it wasn't even five seconds of right. <laughs> hey you're going to be in the hall of fame it's Ray Mysterio is retiring. Uh, I don't know if Ray Mysterio is retiring. I don't know right now if there is retirement within the WWE. We look at the great work that Lita's doing. Trish Stratus coming back. Beth Phoenix. Uh, there's a lot of wrestlers that still have gas in the tank that could go out there and perform. And, and Ray does. Ray is s- still has great matches. So don't know if that's a thing. Going into the Hall of Fame doesn't really mean that you need to be retired, which I love about professional wrestling because, you know, in football, hey, you got to fill out this paper. And then five years from now, when people are starting to forget about you, we'll start talking about uh, your your name being out there. Um, so it, it's great. And my other favorite part about it is Dom. Cutting an angle from this, and if WWE creative, you're listening – Dom cannot be in the audience for his father's hall of fame. Yeah. You know why? Because if Dom starts crying, it's over, over. That's it. Dom has to sit in the back. Like the undertaker used to have to sit in the back and undertaker wanted to be out there forever, but you can't be. And I'm sorry, but you're involved in a money angle and you're a money player. Uh, For the first time, I always said like, and you're talking to someone who's 52 and has a stupid haircut, um, but I have my reason for my stupid haircut and not to hide my bald spot. Um, It's because my daughter did my hair one day and she likes it. So I don't really care what people think as long as my daughter did something and I said, I'm never going to cut it again. She goes, Nope, I don't want you to done. (laughs) Um, So, but with. The first time I'm watching, and when he said about the Eddie, I go, holy crap, his hairstyle is Eddie when Eddie was doing yep. the feud. Yep. And we've watched Dominic since a, a little kid who could barely, like, talk. And, like, when he was holding that ladder, scared to death, we've heard all the bios, all that stuff. And it, it's just amazing to see him go out there, and he's getting heat. And, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I have someone on social media who says, who has more heat MJF or this person uh MJF or Christian uh MJF or Dominic and I'm after last night I was like Dom is moving up there on that heat scale and yeah. just his look his thing and, and again man it is it resonates because I'm talking about my mom my mom like I would drive home like crying like man my mom's going to die today and then my mom makes this amazing comeback she literally gets cleared on thursday but so many times when like i know my mom is doing better i was like oh why does my mom have to be such a pain in my ass like on the, the littlest things but then i have to go back and think you know what i almost didn't have my mom 3 weeks ago so i have to like take that in um and that ha- this is all real life stuff when we feud with our parents, or I don't want to say feud, but have disagreements with our parents or like, I haven't talked to my mother or my father in a long time. This is like, really resonates for a lot of people, as well as the fact is, we haven't heard from Ray. Ray refuses to stick up for himself. And I'm telling you, the all star of this all is Ray's wife, Angie, or Ray's daughter. We've already seen um raised daughter on television don't know if we're going to see her again she she's an amazing beautiful girl but i know when the mother like listen my household my father was very very laid back with me when my father spoke up it was okay but when my mother would get involved i was Business. like it, it, that wooden spoon is coming out and i'm going to get i'm going to get my ass beat if i don't you know go in line dom has doing an amazing performance and, and so has ray ray has spoken volumes by not saying one word
2: yeah I, there's a lot to pick apart there that you just said and again in just a little bit we're going to open up the lines to the nation to talk about ray eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three. um i i like the idea of dom not being there at the hall of fame I, I wouldn't be even be surprised if if at the end of ray's speech dom tries to lay one in on him and and takes him out. I'm I'm curious. We've never really seen an angle set up at Hall of Fame. And I, I don't think this is the worst opportunity to do something like that. But I think Dom has been so successful because for so long he was just Rey Mysterio's son. That was his character. I'm Rey Mysterio's son. Now we have this absurd, I was in prison for 12 hours character where he's leaning into it and everyone recognizes it's ridiculous. And that's the magic to it. He's not shying away from acknowledging that it's ridiculous. And that's where you get the heat continuing and continuing to build. Let me ask you this. Dom would be the natural person to induct him. It's not going to be Dom. So who should be the one inducting? Ray, we know Vicky Guerrero is still technically tied to AEW. She'll still be tied to AEW come uh, the beginning of April. Maybe a Chavo Guerrero type. Anybody else come to mind for you? Conan. Conan. Conan.
3: Like I said, Conan had Ray Mysterio's back since day one. And I remember when Conan showed up in San Diego to talk to John Laurinaitis about, hey, um, you know, Conan is, uh, I'm sorry, Ray's contract's coming up, blah, blah, blah. And Conan is an amazing speaker. But Conan has had Ray's back, you know, from the beginning. Um, another person, Edge, uh, has had that uh, relationship with with Ray. Um There's, I personally wouldn't have him out there I love where you said there's never Been an angle uh, like that Um, I think of what Raven just Did Raven just had his And it really wasn't uh, Expected Because Raven's you know I know his his shoulders hurt Raven Was pretty beat up and then he Just turned to me and he was like Hugged me and then he's like I'm Going to DDT you I got one left I was like all right And I got like shoot ddt on a stage during his thing i mean that that's another great moment where you can have ray and dom oh we're breaking our character we're hugging i love you dad and then he takes him out there at the end of the night and that's also why i would have um ray be the headliner to have that nice the confetti comes here comes his son he hugs him he's crying and then up see you later i got you dad you're an idiot I always I mean and it's more sympathy like I ruined your Hall of Fame night dad yeah.
1: Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network the producer is Gabby Laspisa the associate producer is Andre Viola sound design by Nery Balon. special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting the legendary steve cohen and sirius xm fight nation program director mother marissa marissa
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about